Hi and welcome to another episode of Transformations with Jane. So today I will be interviewing Victoria Close from Biku Designs. She lives in Tokyo, she is a mother of two and has her own jewellery business that she runs um, from her workshop in Shimokitazawa in Tokyo. And we talk about loads of things about how she actually makes these necklaces and the process that she goes through to, from sourcing them right through to actually to them arriving at the customer's um, house. Yeah, really, really interesting um, discussion about where to go to get these um, used or old kimonos in Tokyo. And also about how she goes about wearing all the hats in her business and where she's looking to go to with her business in the future. So I hope you enjoy um, our conversation. It was really fun to talk to her. And I'd just like to let you know as well about a little event that's coming up at the end of this year. So you may remember, um, you may know that last year I was doing uh, retreats for women in Japan. And I haven't been able to have um, many retreats so far this year, only um, one or so, <laughs> so far. Um, because my daughter was starting um, a new school, she was starting elementary school and I just had no idea what her schedule was going to be like for the year. So now I'm finally in a place where I can actually start to make some plans. So I'm going to be helping um, two wonderful women to create a retreat for their communities. And the retreat is going to be in October and it's October 20 and 21st. Here in Iwaki City, where I live, in the very, very lovely Yumoto Onsen, um, we'll be staying at Ryokan. The retreat is called Celebrate You. All right, celebrate you with aroma oils. So, if you love your aroma oils, then this is the retreat for you. It's going to be run by two amazing uh, women. One is Heather Minua, who I'm sure you know, and the other is Tina Koyama. And so if you're interested to find out more about this retreat as the details become available, um, please head over to Heather's um, Instagram page or her, maybe you're in her groups um, on Facebook and just say, Heather, I want to know more about this retreat so that she can get you on our waiting list to hear about, um, you know, exactly where and when and what time and how much and what's happening as all those details come available. So that's a Celebrate You with Aroma Oils retreat in October here in Iwaki. I'm really looking forward to that and to seeing some of you lovely ladies come up to this part of Japan. Now you might be thinking, oh my God, it's so far away, Fukushima, it's in Tohoku, but actually it's only just in Tohoku where we're gonna be. So don't worry, <laughs> the weather is gonna be beautiful at that time of year. And it's only two and a bit hours from Tokyo on the direct train. So you just get on the train at Tokyo Station or Shinagawa Station or Ueno Station. And you get off at Yumoto Onsen and you're there. And you walk outside and it's just so relaxing. There are no um, hordes of tourists uh, like you'll see in other parts of Japan these days. And yeah, you can just really get into the relaxation mode for two days. So I really encourage you guys to um, make sure you sign up for that. And you'll be able to meet me too. I'll be around there. So um, it'd be great to see some of the listeners from this podcast there too. So here is the interview with Victoria. I hope you enjoy listening.
Hi, Victoria, and welcome to the Transformations with Jane podcast. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, thanks for agreeing to come along and talk to me. Okay. Hope you're not feeling too nervous. Yeah. No, not nervous at all. I'm sitting in, in the middle of my kids' walk-in closet right now, so it's very cozy. <laughs> <laughs> that makes two of us. Actually. Yeah, I'm in my own closet, but um, yeah, we're talking closet to closet again today. Mm. So thank you for um, moving in there because I I hear it's been a bit noisy at your place today. Just a little bit. Yeah. So if you hear any banging or crashing in the background, um, listeners, then that's what's happening. <laughs> um, apparently, there's some building going on, but. Yeah, I think it should be all right. So, yeah, very good. And, yeah, so great to have you here. So I remember I actually met you in person in Tokyo. It was about a year ago now, I think. Yeah, about a year ago, last June, I think it was. Yeah, almost but, exactly a year yeah, ago. that's right, mm. and my pop-up. That's right. I went to your pop-up store that you had in Shimokitazawa. That's the name That's of right, the area. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and that was so fun to see all of your designs, which I've been admiring via Instagram in oh, reality. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always remember you were on Skype with your sister, I think it was in New Zealand on the, on the day, and you were showing her all the different designs and saying do you want this one do you want this one that's right I was yes because I can't make decisions for myself <laughs> <laughs> and she said I want one of those because uh, that's right I bought my mother one of your necklaces oh it's your mum yeah yeah the first person I bought one of your, my, your necklaces was my mother and when I took it to New Zealand my sister got hold of it and was like oh I want one of these too and, it, <laughs> and then I was like yeah I think I need one too so yeah we um I had to um, get her opinion to choose one from your from your pop-up shop so that was super fun yeah Yeah. (laughs) very international so your necklaces are so popular in the um well in Japan and and increasingly around the world aren't they yeah well not so much internationally yet because my website isn't set up for shopping yet um but it's on the way so yes international shopping will be coming so then you know, at the moment, it's very tricky to send things overseas because of payment issues, but it will be sorted very mm, soon. Very it's good. It's an exciting thing. Well, there's at least two of your necklaces in New Zealand. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're and all I'm... over the world. They get sent from Japan out, out to they different do. countries. So. I think they make very popular gifts, yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, so tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do, yeah. For the people Um, who don't know you, which is not many people, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure there's a lot of people (laughs) don't know who I am and what I do. Okay, my name is Victoria Close, and I'm the founder of Biku Designs Jewellery. And it's a jewellery company um, focused on reusing vintage kimono. And I'm the founder, I'm the designer, I'm the creator, I'm also the photographer, and the social media department, and the accountant, and the sales. <laughs> There's so many hats shipping, to wear. Oh my god! And so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, so my jewelry is um, a, a kind of state. The statement pieces. They're quite quite bold, and I design with a busy woman in mind. Not just mums, but women who are in business who have to grab something quick to look great in the morning and pop on a piece of colourful jewellery. Um, also, recently I'm getting into um, some event planning. Mm. And um, yes, um, the collective we just had at Best Living Japan. And we're also I also do lots of different um, markets and sales events throughout the year. So I'm pretty busy 
at the moment. Yeah, it sounds like it. As well as like being it. a mum as well. Yeah, mum of two. Mum of two, which yeah. we know what that means, don't you? Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, and sicknesses and, you know, all the different mm. things that, that that holds. But, yeah, and moving forward. Yes, one step at a time. Yeah, yeah that's, a... that's right. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, you um, you said so. You've got your online store, and you occasionally yeah. do pop up shops, or you. Sorry, you cut out then. Oh, sorry. Um, I say you've got your online yeah. store, and you also do the occasional pop up yes, shop yeah. or markets, and um, yeah, little. Uh, I've I've got a little um salon style market coming up and I do I do lots of things throughout the year um not as many in-person events as I used to as I'm getting busier with the custom orders so I'm I'm trying to work a bit more on that and also working on um, building my stockists so that's a a nice easy way for me to sell my stuff because I'm not actually there so that's Mm, a great thing yeah um so you know your necklaces that like how how many hours goes into one of those? Um, this is probably one of my most F- FAQs, I think. <clears throat> mm. One is, do you feel guilty about cutting up a kimono? And the other one is, how long does it take <laughs> to make one of those? Um, it's difficult to say because I make them in a batch of about 10 or sometimes 20. So I do, right. I do them in stages. So I do sew them all uh, or pin them all, sew them all, cut them all. And I keep going like that until I've got, 20 finished and so it might take me several days to finish 20 and I feel like sometimes I'm working 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 and I've got nothing Mm, finished mm. and then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden on the last day boom everything's done and I feel like wow that's such a great a great feeling um yeah but yeah if I I don't know how long it would take if I started from the beginning to the end I don't know an hour maybe I don't know longer and of course, I personally source every piece of kimono as well, so I have to factor that into my yes. time and my, you know, the the actual price I charge for the jewelry. Sure. And so, where do you get your kimonos from? Every single place I've got so many places. I go to antique markets, antique fairs, antique shops, um, kimono shops, and anywhere I I can make connections with people. And I, I, ha- I actually physically look at them and, and pick the ones that I think my customers would really like. And for colours that, that I've been asked for, I'm always searching. For right. Them. It sounds fun, though. It's re- that's a f- really, really fun part because you're out in nature and, and it's sometimes yeah. really hot. Meeting people really cold and, yeah. and making, yeah, making connections with the vendors. Um, helpful if you speak Japanese, right? Because most of these people don't um, or don't want to speak English. So um, I'm just, yeah, it's good for me as well for my confidence in Japanese to, to, to make connections with people. Yeah, definitely. And um, so they must see you coming and go, oh, here's yeah, that lady. Yeah, <laughs> well, they see me coming first. Well, if they don't know me, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's a foreigner. I have to speak English. Ah, and then they... Oh, shoulders go down when they realize they don't have to speak English yeah. <laughs> and I get better prices I'm sure if I if I speak in Japanese than English oh, probably yeah. yeah 
So, you know, if someone was looking to just buy a kimono or, you know, a couple, where would you recommend, you know, without giving away your best locations, um, um, where would you recommend they head to in Tokyo? Well, it depends if you want to wear it or if you want to display it. it. If you want to cut it up. (laughs) um, The best place for for me is the Boroichi, which is only, um, it's once a year, but it's it's actually, there's two of them. But it's um, the 15th of December and the 15th of January the following year um so it's so it's it is twice but it's actually it's actually They're a year apart together. right mm. so if you think oh, okay January and December so you have to wait sort of 10 months for the or 12 mm. 11 months for the next one so the next one will be the 15th of December and the, the one after that will be January and then you have to wait another 11 months um sure. so that's where you get the most variety and the Boroichi is is the it's hundreds and hundreds of years old this market and it was boro means rags so it used to be the rag market sure 400 years ago and so it still has the the hangover of that so you can get lots of things made out of fabric you can buy actual boro which is very collectible and very expensive these days um but you can also buy newish kimono you can buy um modern clothes you can buy trinkets and antiques and lots of different kinds of things but it is huge and it requires several hours to go around right and it's in setagaya which is setagaya. Um, mm-hmm. it's it's near my near my house so it's not far from me <laughs> very very lucky Brilliant. very lucky yeah um and if you're in tokyo in december or january i think definitely check it out yeah it sounds fantastic yeah. so everyone put that in your calendars yeah. December, January is the Boroichi in Setagaya where you can pick up all kinds of amazing kimono and but there's also, bits and bobs. There's yeah. also lots of other events throughout the year. So antique markets mm. and antique fairs. There's probably a couple of months um, and, the, you know, varying sizes and locations. But you can you can find something every month whenever if you're visiting Japan. Mm, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So um, if someone was visiting Japan, where would they find that information? Is that on like Tokyo Time I or something? I think Best Living Japan has a list of um, of the markets. I think they do it monthly. So if you go to What's that one? Best, Best, Best Living Japan. Japan, um, com, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And if you look on there every month, it will say, you know, what's happening each month. And it has a list of the of the markets on there. Sure. Okay. That's good to know. I don't know that sort of thing because yeah. I'm up here in yeah, Fukushima yeah. where there is nothing like that. Obviously. <laughs> not, and, not so many. But the idea of yeah, making a special trip to Tokyo to hit one of those um, yeah once a year type markets sounds quite fun. Right. Um, just just to see everything, and you know, I don't do kimono myself or anything, but I yeah, I just find them really mm. fascinating to look at yeah, and yeah. see all the different designs and colors and yeah, it's just. Yeah, something completely different, yeah, isn't absolutely. it? Yeah, and it's it's yeah. it's pretty cold. It's always pretty. It's always cold when I go. <laughs> sure, in the December, it's yeah. always freezing. And then January is even colder, and it just feels like that area of, of Tokyo is super cold to me. But it's right. maybe because I'm out for like four <laughs> hours, you know, picking up fabrics. So that's maybe why it feels even colder. And do you like get like a huge backpack full of? okay how it it works is I take a a suitcase 
I'm leaving all my trade ah. secrets away now, right? Ah, I, get yeah. it, I, I take that would work. an empty yeah. suitcase. It's literally empty. And I wheel it um, to, drop, <laughs> to drop my kids <laughs> off at school. And then I wheel the suitcase to the Boruto. <laughs> I get a, I don't know, I just get a train or whatever. Sure. Um, there's lots of different ways to get there. And then I just start to shop and shop and shop and shop mm-hmm. and I stop when I'm full when my case is full <laughs> and it's really heavy and then there's um a convenie that I know it's a Lawson actually and yeah. I just literally stop shopping just wheel my suitcase into the convenience send it by tacky bean back to my house brilliant <laughs> and it arrives the next day and brilliant you know, idea rather than having yeah. to lug a very because uh, if you don't know kimono is very heavy it's in yes. silks very heavy and also because there's a lining inside the kimono as well. So it's it's not just what you see on the outside. It's a double layer. So if you buy 20 kimono, for example, it's a very, very heavy weight. It's about the weight of a small person. So it's sure. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, I buy the obijima strings as well, which are yeah, quite bulky. So it all goes into the suitcase and it gets sent back to my home. And then the next day I open it in the studio and get very excited. No, I bet yeah, it's like a it. Christmas. Yeah. yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a, a really fascinating story. So I hope that um, everyone who, you know, actually buys one of your necklaces would understand the work that goes yeah. into sourcing. And the cold and hands. And the-, <laughs> the gold. <laughs> The heavy yeah, suitcase. The dealing with the convenience. Yeah. There's a lot goes into it. Yeah. 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 All just to make these lovely, beautiful necklaces that we love wearing. And it yeah. also takes at least 40 minutes, if not an hour, to, to take one apart, a kimono apart. So right. that, yeah. I have to factor all these things into the finish um, price of the piece because, yes. you know, if it takes me an hour to break something up, it's it has to somehow be transferred to. The jewelry itself, yes, exactly, um, yeah. as well as the travel and the time, and the, you know, it's hours and hours mm. of work before you've even made anything. Sure, yeah, yeah. exactly. They don't; these kimonos don't just like magically appear. No, in your, absolutely not. In your workshop, do they? No, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's really interesting. Well, yeah, it's great to know that sort of thing, so that people can understand. Look, you know, you don't if you if you buy one of these necklaces, this is why yeah they are yeah the, what, what they cost and also yeah. i've been trying to put um a little bit of information on if anybody follows me on facebook of the step even before i when i buy them so of mm. course they've been they've been, they're kind of forgotten things and i i find forgotten things very sad so i don't right. things in in drawers that never get used it makes me feel a bit sad either don't either use it or just get rid of it you know i want right. i i don't want to feel like a kimono is just sitting there rotting in a tansu you know it's just so mm. wasteful to it's not yeah. right that's not yeah it's a waste yeah Motainai is the basis of bikku designs is how it began i you know i live in shimokitazawa which is a very not place and mm. we don't waste stuff we recycle things and we we, you know, for example, if you have a load of stuff that you want to get rid of, we just put it outside and put a sign on saying, Motainai. You can take it if you want. It's just, you know, don't, yeah, I don't want to throw this yeah. in the rubbish mm. because it's a real waste. Mm. And to me, it's stuff I don't want, but someone else might go, oh, I really need that cup or I really need that, mm. you know, umbrella mm. or, you know, mm. so that's, it happens a lot around this area where you see that kind of uh, box appearing. 
So that's fabulous. So yeah, I'm trying, I wish that, trying to mm. get that across to people that, that the, the kimono itself is kind of forgotten and it's very sad. But because, be, even before that's before it's forgotten, its journey from being a piece of white silk to either being printed or hand painted or even um, like in the case of the mason it's actually woven into a design and mm. i'm trying to show videos of the processes of shibori and and, and um the yuzen painting uh, how how it actually goes from being a white piece of cloth to this finished piece of kimono fabric so to sort of appreciate where it came from I think is another step further not just about me going around the market picking them up (laughs) about you know about how did it get to the market yeah and that's a huge thing isn't Mm. it like like we just wouldn't know the effort that goes into printing these beautiful kimonos or however it is they made yeah that's um, really fascinating for me something lying forgotten like that it's a real shame you know because it's a a craftsperson has made that and yes it's sitting in someone's cupboard and people the conversations I have so often with Japanese people is ah you know it's so taihen so difficult Mm. to put kimono on ah we never wear them anymore only for special occasions and even then we don't really um so ah arigato (laughs) (laughs) like people are thanking me for using for cutting up the kimono which is interesting, isn't it? Because yeah. the, I think the Western view is, oh my gosh, how could you put scissors onto that? Um, right. Whereas the Japanese view is, well, if it's motainai, just use it. You know, it's better to be used than not used at all. Um, yeah. So it's a very different um, perspective, I think. Yeah, and I think you like you have one story I remember about you made a beautiful necklace for someone out of a forgotten old kimono of their mother's or something well I didn't know it was her mother's Uh, my friend gave me a big box she said we need to get rid of them they they were offering her 100 yen each or something at a recycle shop and they said no we'd rather give them to somebody than get that little (laughs) for them and he doesn't care about it so um, they said, do you, do you want it? They dropped them off. And then I said, I'll make your mum a necklace. And I happened to pick her mother's kimono by pure coincidence. Um, hmm. And then she sent me a photo of her mum wearing her grandmother's kimono, but it was in the form of a necklace. So now the mum can actually still have a memory, but she doesn't have to get the kimono on, you know? Uh, yeah, well, it's she, a lot more easier. Yeah, and also she doesn't have to trying to clean it look after it you know it's it's quite yes. stressful I think if you've got a lot of them to look after them. exactly protecting yeah, them and keeping them from away from the bugs and things yes and cleaning um, and, and that story just gives me goosebumps yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> me too I kind of had How a tear in my that? eye when I got the photo back I was like oh my gosh this is amazing this is why I'm doing it because it's yeah. giving it new life definitely that's yeah it Oh, deep. Yeah. Very deep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who would have thought you'd be having experiences like that when you decided to start no cutting idea. up yeah. kimonos and exactly. making these beautiful necklaces? Yeah, that's awesome. So how, how, so, I mean, you're from the UK and how did you come to be in Japan in the first place? Oh gosh, it's, it's, I'm, I'm going to 
show my age now, but it's actually decades ago. <laughs> <I came to laughs> um, the first time I came was in the 90s, in the early 90s, and I, after I'd graduated university. And I was on the JET program, the Japan Exchange okay. Teaching Program. Mm-hmm. And I was already a qualified teacher, so I'd just qualified, and I hadn't actually taught in the UK at that point. But I'd never, ever had a year out. So I thought, oh, I really want to have a year out. I'd gone all the way through school, all the way through university. I'd never actually been away from education. And I was 22. And I thought, gosh, this is ridiculous. You know, I need to just take, take a year out. Uh, because I, then I thought, gosh, if I go straight into schools, I'm still in education. <laughs> I'm going to be <laughs> escape it for the rest of my life, you know, uh, institutionalized. So I, I mm. thought maybe I should take a year off and then I ended up ironically working in schools anyway in Japan um, yeah but I worked for a year in Saitama um, as an assistant an AET an assistant English teacher um, which was a little bit soul-destroying if I'm really honest because I was already a qualified teacher um, oh I can imagine yeah yes. and it was yes. kind of the, I could see some of the methods weren't that great and I just thought I can't really justify doing this for another year or two um and so I returned I did some traveling around Southeast Asia and South America and then finally returned to the UK excuse me and taught for four years and then I realized oh my gosh I really miss Japan and about the second year in I just couldn't stop looking for jobs in Japan at international schools and one just popped up I was like wow this is amazing I applied, got it, and the rest is history. So I came 20 years ago to teach in an international school and and worked there for 12 years till my kids were born. Wow. Yeah. 20 20 years, years. eh? You're my senpai. It's not that many. There's there's a lot of us here now. who They're all coming out of the woodwork, the ones that have been here a really long time. Some people even longer than me, so I don't feel too bad. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, um, definitely getting um, more and more people who have been here about that length yeah. of time, you know, sort yeah. of nearly half your sort of adult life. That's right. I'm definitely, yeah, coming up to that sort of sort of zone as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, it's and... 21 all told because I did a year in Saitama as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so interesting that that year in Japan made you want to come back so much that it sort of. Yeah, you know, Japan was a very different place back then right it was um nobody believes me that even inside time I couldn't get really wine <laughs> and, and <laughs> right yeah. you know good bread yep. the bread good, was yeah bread awful. bread there was no bread right? was there, there no, no. bake like apart from mermaid bakery which we had oh yeah which is like a chain but that's not bread it's not bread it's just it's a version of it right yes um it, it was, it's so unbelievable that I can just walk you know 300 meters and buy tahini now or i can buy you know you can thai. buy tahini i can buy yeah. tahini in kaldi in, in shibuki Dazawa. oh you have you, a kaldi okay. yeah um you know that that is is unbelievable to me that 25 years ago i couldn't even get it was if you went into a liquor store it was um shochu whiskey or beer <laughs> that was right pretty much i don't know whether you remember that uh, it was, you know, if you want to have a bottle of wine, mm, there was some kind of versions of wine, but not really the, the, the wide variety we have today. Um, yes. So it's changed a, a great deal in those 25 years. Um, and I guess the, the 
Japan I hankered for was the old Japan in a way um, okay. I, I guess I've grown with it yeah but even I'm feeling yeah. Shimokita's I was undergoing a lot of change um, in the last five years and it's becoming less like the place I knew it's becoming a little bit more commercialized the some of the bigger places are moving in some of the chain places and mm. that uh, that makes me feel a little bit sad we're getting this new sparkly station that you know the, <laughs> the retro mid-century station was demolished around us and there's nothing left of it and everyone feels quite sad about that anyone who's been right. here a long time so so you've always been in the Shimokitazawa no, well within a short ish distance so Sanginjaya which is just up the road or Daita which is just down the road um, and then I lived in another place called Toritsu Daigaku which is is a leafy family-ish area nowhere near here for a few years but, but pretty much 15 years in this area so yeah um, I've seen it change dramatically mm, in that time mm, mm. more yeah. so in the last five um, right since we had the new stations and being built and oh it's unbelievable really yeah I guess um if I think back to like yeah I came 15 years ago yeah. so but I'm not in Tokyo yeah, yeah. here in Fukushima which is a different sort of world and um yeah like trying to get hold of brown bread or um cheese, yeah, cheese. that's <laughs> another one isn't it cheese it's a real yeah, trouble yeah. yeah but now it's just like most things that I want apart from tahini or um, falafel or something you know you can get yeah. these days even in this part of and you know what else you can't get you can get it on the internet right. and it'll be here right, in a day right. you know it's just yeah it's so much easier to live in Japan now than it ever has yeah. been for yeah. foreigners yeah mm. so yeah I guess that um, initial struggle is less than it used to be yeah. for people moving here now yeah. yeah I mean it's not it's, it's not all easy and roses you know not all roses no but anything, the trains but, um, are on yeah. time they run <laughs> people apologize <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it happened yeah. this morning everyone was very apologetic about the train being late and oh we're so sorry and it was literally two minutes late oh, I think two it was two minutes, minutes. they were yeah. kind of they're, they're that regular they were they were backing up down the track <laughs> so yeah. you miss one you get on yeah. the next and it's, you know who cares yeah. <laughs> so yeah and if that was the UK it could be ours so I realize that we're yeah. very lucky with the transportation system here it's amazing yeah, that's that's such a Tokyo story. Yeah. Um, because yeah, where I live, um, we, it's like one <laughs> an hour, um, <laughs> and we we never use the train. We're always driving yeah, everywhere. Things are so far. Um, so it's a very you know, even though we're in the same yeah. country, yeah, completely that's different lifestyles depending on which part you live in. Um, yeah, I've never experienced this train delay dilemma with you know the people handing out. Is it oh yeah, we get those sometimes to say that if it's over fifteen yeah. minutes, I think it is. You get um, oh, okay. a piece of paper to say to your boss. To show your I boss. I was really legitimately because of the trains, not because yeah. I've been having a Starbucks, <laughs> but you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. So, you know, you're enjoying your life in Tokyo? I love it. And, you know, it's it, it's not without its trial sometimes, you know. Um, it, but, the, you know, the kids are happy. We... You know, we're growing our own stuff. We've got urban garden going on. 
Um, yeah, that's awesome, isn't it? You know, we're, 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 yeah. I'm a city girl, but I, I do still feel that I don't want a bit of nature around me. So that's why we decided to grow vegetables, mainly because we're trying to reduce our waste. I don't want to get on my soapbox or anything, but we're trying to <laughs> reduce our, as a family, trying to not use plastic bags and refusing straws. And um, the kids are really on board as well. You know, even to the point of we recycle our bath water at night and we put it on the vegetables. And, you know, right. in, in Japan, you, you have mm. a cl- the water's clean apart from your body's been in it right we don't use soap yeah, yeah in the bath so we i give the kids six two liter bottles every night and say fill that after you finish your bath and the next morning we put it on the vegetables and you know we're saving at least 12 liters if not 24 liters in a day so we're, mm. we're trying to reduce our carbon footprint in that way and we're you know trying to grow our own stuff and show people how easy it is actually we've already got tomatoes you know so well you're doing better than yeah. me and I live in the countryside and I can't grow a we've thing got, <laughs> I don't know what it's like five tomatoes already growing wow and we've got courgette flowers already so yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty good and maybe it's because Tokyo is quite mild as well um but hopefully things are not going to drown because we're having a very bad patch of rain it is rainy isn't rain, it yeah so. Let's see. Well, just if you tune in my tune into my Instagram, I'm always updating how the garden's growing, so you can see <laughs> in my stories how it's growing. Yeah, yeah. Like I've been watching. Was it last summer your garden and just you know being quite envious because every time I try to grow something here in in my garden, it oh, just really? dies. Even <laughs> it just I don't know what it is about my garden, but my or maybe it's just me. But my neighbours across the street are very into growing. Right things so I just let them grow lots of things and we help them eat so them. if, if and, they can grow it that means you can grow it right well their their property is south facing uh, and ours yeah. isn't and that's yeah. perhaps we have the a lot problem. of sun so I think that's why it's doing well mm. but you have to choose the plants but, that, that that can grow in in sort of shady areas as well right so that um, yeah you've got a chance of of doing it Mm. but yeah you obviously can do it even in Tokyo yeah, there's no, no excuse. excuses use an old pet bottle and stick some herbs in it right so it's it's easy mm. Mm. I like the idea of getting the kids to fill up the the bottles and then having them yeah. put it on the garden well, of their job it sounds my fun son, too the little like... one he he actually sings to his chilies every night it's the cutest thing um because they're oh, in, they're in a little wheelie. We repurposed one of their their sort of wheelbarrow things, and we said, "Oh, is it okay if we use it? We're going to put holes in it. We put some chilies in there, and then I said, this is your responsibility. You need to wheel them into the sun every day.'" And so he mm. started to wheel them in like a pushchair. <laughs> We're singing chilies, chilies <laughs> to the sun every day. He sings to them, and they flowered. So I said, "That's because you've been singing. Look, they're flowering already." means that they're going to be fruiting soon oh mommy you know so so one <laughs> to see them so excited about it yeah kids yeah, do love really growing do. things don't they it's yeah, so exciting it for them to watch things grow especially when they mm. eat it maybe i better have another go yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah so you're growing things you're you've got your urban jungle in tokyo yep. you've got your um booming business uh, yeah so like really? I think you like booming it seems like you've got your hands full with 
all of the things yeah. you know juggling yeah. all of the all of the the hats that you ha- have yeah. to wear to be yeah so how do you juggle all these things oh how do I juggle these things I uh, or not no, I, I, yeah I, I, I do because I get things done so um, yeah it works in the end I, I tend to I tend to block things so I you know if I'm I have a big yearly war planner and I just put all my newsletters on there I put all my um, blog features on there I put all my markets on there I put all my, you know my jewelry releases on there everything goes on there um, obviously not the detail just the big things and then then mm. I plan back down to I get my diary and each and there's a month I do a more detailed monthly plan and then I do a daily plan so each morning mm. when I'm in the studio I'll actually look at my monthly plan okay I'm seeing Jane at, at 11 so I've got between 9 30 and 11 so I can chunk something in there and then I can do something from 12 to you know put where I'm going to have my lunch and then um all the tasks that need to be done I put them in time slots so that's how I get it done and work Mm. until it's finished and um if it's not finished I'll move on and then do a bit more the next day because each day I plan at the beginning and then I see how far I go with with what I'm doing Mm. but I try to chunk like things together so I don't say oh I'm going to do a bit of studio day or I'm going to do a bit of accounting it's I'm going to do accounting all day or I'm going to do photography all day or economic for me if I set up my photographic area and then 10 minutes later and set it up again the next day so I try to do a big photo session and then I do a big studio session so rather than do bits and bobs and chasing your tail the other the other thing is stay off social media right (laughs) ah yes (laughs) right people say oh I don't know how how do you manage to do it you know with social media making things well it's a trick it makes it looks like you're there but you're not there um I don't ever schedule my posts but I just go back later and comment on things if if I've got questions or comments um but I just do it at a specific time rather than oh I've got a message or oh I've got a you know if you do that all day you'll get nothing done you'll just be chasing your tail and then you won't be very productive so that's how I I try to have a bit of downtime from social media especially if I'm making something yeah, that's a good idea. I like how, yeah, the, the, the blocking yeah. thing. So, you know, doing all your making yeah, on this yeah. day or doing all your photography yeah. on this day. Otherwise, yeah, it's a lot of toing and froing and packing and unpacking, yeah, I'm sure, with what you are doing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And that's something that, yeah, can be transferred into other, into any business or any thing, yeah, Absolutely. You know, I think like... if you've got a meeting in the <clears throat> middle of the day, then try to think of something that's similar to that. So if I'm having a meeting in Shibuya, I think, well, there's no point coming home. I've got to pick the kids up. So what can I do in Shibuya that, okay, I'll go and buy some supplies that I need. So, okay. And then you just kind of organize your day around what you have to do or try to have two meetings in one day rather than one meeting one day, one the next. And it's much easier to have it on the same day. It's less disruptive. Yeah, we'll try to get them both in the same That's area right. yeah. at least or something. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm, yeah, that's interesting to hear how you do it. Like everybody has yeah, their own yeah. ways and that's what works for you with your mm-hmm. business. And it sounds very effective. That yeah, seems to work. Great. So. Mm. And so you're just doing it all alone at this point. You don't uh, have anyone. Well, I'm at the point where I want to insource some of the sewing and maybe some mm-hmm. of the deconstruction of the kimono maybe. Um, mm. I feel like I don't have enough time to do the creative side of things so I'm making the same pieces in the same design but obviously with different fabrics um I'm not sure that my customers are quite ready to move on from that style yet I I think I move faster than my customers sometimes so I need to let them catch up and um once I realize that the sales of a particular piece are, are, are drifting then it's time to get creative again I think but there's always things on the back burner. I'm always thinking, what can I do next? What could I do? What can I do? And different skills that I'm learning as I'm going. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically what I'm up to is trying to find the right person to work in the studio with me. Has to be somebody mm. who I like, who who we get on <laughs> well, who has the same yep. work mm. ethic, who has attention for detail so I'm, I'm in the process of looking and I've also I've got I hired an accountant <coughs> excuse me um so that's that was a big step so I actually loosely speaking have a, a bit of a team um but they just don't Ooh. work with me full time and I hired a graphic designer to restyle my logo and you yes that's yeah. a new thing you've done and recently yes I love it it's brand really new cool. and she um, I asked her to use a piece of uh, shibori kimono and to use it as her inspiration, which is how I made the old one, but it was a little bit sort of thrown together and quick branding. And I thought, okay, it's time to have a more professional looking designed logo. And she did an amazing job. Um, and you can find her. She's Vera Verita. She's very great. <laughs> very, mm. very amazing. She's also um she can teach you about communication and branding and uh, incredible. She's based out of Barcelona. Um, yeah, oh, I know, but she Barcelona. was in Japan, so that's mm. how I met her. But she's, yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm going to be putting a link to her um, website on my new website so you can find her that way. She's great. Good, yeah. Yeah, it's always good to have references to things like this because we can get yeah. caught up in doing like oh my god I need it I need a logo but who yeah. is going to do this logo yeah. for me because I can do it and then it just never happens because you just don't even know where That's to right. go to get such and a thing yeah it, like it's for, sorry yeah. It's, sometimes it's it's good if the person knows your account or your feed already she was already she already knew me she knew what my brand was about and so it was clear for her what she needed to do <laughs> Um, so mm. it, you know, she's very, she's interested in, in working with smaller businesses as well. So, you know, it seemed like a really good fit at, at the time. Um, so I think she did a good job, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, she it's did. not that's too much great. of a departure from the old logo. So that's what I, I didn't want such a shock. So she's, mm. yeah, she's an amazing job. 
yeah that's yeah great to have uh, recommendations like that so yeah everybody check that out on um victoria's new site when you're going to have a look pressure yeah so you do have a little team going on there that's awesome and it's just you know one step at a time isn't it like get the accountant okay that's going well that's what's the next thing we can do and and of course Um, my husband as well is 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 always behind the scenes supporting and, and pushing me so he doesn't ever feature on my Instagram or anything like that. Neither do my kids. Um, but it doesn't mean that he's not supportive of me. He's always pushing. Mm. He's the one that pushed me to do this business in the first place. Yeah. Really? He said, look, you know, you're over the wall run. You know? <laughs> 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 you're already at home with the babies. So just just think of, you have to, you have skills. Other than teaching, you have some skills. So why don't you just think about how to make a business, make a branded business out of what you can do? And because before I had a, a side business that was um, based on sort of contemporary silver jewellery. So I was fabricating everything out of gold and silver and putting stones and it was very time consuming. I just didn't understand how to build a brand and how to um build a tribe of followers I I just thought if you make a really good thing people will buy it and of course that's that's nonsense they don't you know it's an Mm. emotional process when people buy buy something from you they want to buy it from you because you told them a story about where it came from or um they understand the processes that you went through to make the thing and I was just in the process of oh here here's a piece of finished jewelry oh yeah that's nice nobody buys it so I, I completely mm. changed, uh, changed my thinking um, once I rebranded and started making the kimono jewellery that I have, to, I have to tell this story. I have to be more engaging with what I'm doing, uh, more engaging and engaged as well, so that when somebody says something to me, I actually ask or comment authentically and not just give it lip service. So that's how it changed and how I think it made more of a success. Mm, Yeah. So you used to be in the silver jewellery making world and you've transitioned through to, yeah, creating your own brand in a very specialised sort of, yeah. It's not to say Um, that I wouldn't go back to some of the silver um, stuff anyway because I still have – a jewelry bench I still have all my tools I still have all my materials it's just Mm. that it would be done in a much more bicker designs kind of way so it would always have some relationship to Japan and traditional Japan maybe kimono that will be interesting to see what happens yeah I'm in there yeah I want to say too much but I'm thinking (laughs) oh good well I'm glad to hear that yeah because I love silver jewelry personally um, that's yeah. my go-to is the mm-hmm. silver jewellery. So um, I'm always on the lookout for amazing different sort of pieces. So if you created yes. something, I'd be very interested to see Anybody what Anybody who's interested yeah. in asymmetry or, you know, things that are yes. similar but not quite the same is, is, is on my wavelength. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all I'm going to say for now. <laughs> be no, more, that's more exciting. Coming, so. Yeah. Yeah, let's keep our yeah. eyes peeled for that when it when it happens. Yeah, well, that's good just to know you you've got a few things yeah. happening there. Good. Just need yeah. to find the time. 
Yes, the time. So um, tell me about the future. What does the future oh. look like? It could be five years, could be 10 years at the moment for you. I mean, this could be different well, next it was, week. But... It was my yeah. birthday yesterday. So I'm feeling my age a little bit today. No, yeah. really? Well, happy Thank birthday for you. yesterday. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's just a number, isn't it? But um, as you approach the decade, I've got a few years to go yet, but I feel like, you know, the new decade's upon me already. And oh, okay. I just, I, you know... I was wondering today on on the way home. How, how, I wonder how many years I've got before I have to retire from this business. How many years has Vicky Designs got in it? What would I do once I get to you know sixty? Or, you know, would I sell it? Would I ask one of my kids to take it over? I just you know it's all these big questions. But I mean, in the next five years, I, I'm hoping my I've got a, an ideal day in my head, which I'm not very far off it to be to be really honest um but I think it would probably involve a bit more travel um Mm. you know my husband already has said you know why don't you take a couple of weeks in the summer to go off to New York to do some you know some supply shopping and some you know some collaboration meetings and things yeah that, that feels like a whole other world um I'm not sure I'm quite ready for that yet but um it's definitely on on my mind um and I really would like to do some collaborations with other designers in other countries I don't know how I'm going to do that yet um and that's yeah. okay yeah and I, no. that sorry, is exciting on, yeah it I, is exciting <laughs> yeah I just don't know how I'm yet. feeling excited yeah I know. I'm just <laughs> thinking maybe I can do you know a project two sides of the world or something um Mm. so if anyone's out there who's a jeweler or other type of designer let me know um and also I'm trying to my ideal um it's not really really work but I would have more stockists so that I have less sort of in in in-person sales to do so while I'm on holiday with my family I'm still working but I'm not really working so I've got a passive income going on so that's one of my next goals is to have more stockists so that it can just tick over while I'm not there and it'll give me some more time for my own personal interests as well I found recently that because I I always loved creativity and and crafting and doing different things and making things and then I started to do it for a living and I actually don't do any of my own crafting anymore Ah, I don't crochet anymore (laughs) and I I don't sew anymore for myself or my kids or, you know, the thought of mm. making cushion covers the other day was like, oh, no, more sewing, you know, because it kind of mm. feels like work now. Um, and if I want a break, I just want to do something completely nothing to do with craft, which is a bit interesting. So a complete turnaround from how it used to be, which is whenever I had any spare moment, I'd make something. Right. So I think I need a bit of space to get that back for myself because it's good for the soul. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So how to get that feeling back? Because it's the feeling that yeah, you that's want, the feeling. isn't it, from doing the yeah. crafting? Yeah. And yeah, and making all these things for other people isn't quite giving you the feeling, perhaps, no, as it right. once did. It's yeah. a job, and I have to see it as a job because it's. Um, I have to do a professional job with it (laughs) so uh, you know that's the way the way it is 
However, I'd like a little bit of space to 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 try some new things and have the energy, mm. creative energy to try some new things as well. And more time that I can spend with the family with not feeling distracted by, oh my God, I've got 10 orders that I need to do by Monday. You know, and it's Saturday morning, what am I going to do? You know? <laughs> I yeah. want to have a, a better a better working week that I can manage that. And I think the insourcing is going to be the the secret to it. If I can get somebody to make bits and bobs for me, then I can have more time for myself. Definitely. Mm. That would be amazing oh, yeah. to have That's the dream, yeah, there's right? things ticking over without <laughs> yeah. you having to do it's it a all dream. yourself. I can go for three weeks and in Hawaii it... or something <laughs> not do any, and yeah. still make money. And it's not a dream, though. It's, it's coming. <laughs> well, yeah? And it's just a few, a few steps hope. away. It will be. Yeah, definitely. No, I can, can see you? it. Oh, I can see it. I'm glad you yep, did. I can. <laughs> um well I'm really excited to hear your vision for the future and what you you've got this ideal day and things because if we don't at least have Mm. those where are you going yeah you'll just keep chugging along doing all the things so yeah it's a process and you'll get there yeah but yeah only if you know where you're going that's (laughs) right yeah so that's fantastic I actually recently heard um, about um, a woman who said don't have goals she said and it really resonated with me because I don't have a business plan which surprises people yeah every time I say it what you don't have a business plan it looks so clear that you have a business plan the way you no I don't have a business plan and I heard that other people don't have business plans and, you know, they're hugely successful. And the reason is um, because it's more organic and that's how I work is if something pops up, I'll have a think about it and yeah, sure, I'll do it. Whereas if I had a business plan, maybe I wouldn't take the opportunities because it's not on my list. It's not in my goals. Mm. And also the once mm-hmm. drive get model is not good for, for the soul either. So I'm just, wanting to see where things go and just building every year quite organically and also this 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 idea of the des- having um, a life built on desires rather than built on goals is so important for me mm. um, I want to mm-hmm. want to f- have a job that makes me feel a particular way not that yes that, that ticks the box mm. you know so that's what I'm striving for yeah I like that tuning into that Mm. feeling yeah how can we get that really good feeling of this is what I want to be doing because I want to be this I'm rather than I must be x or I must be y because it doesn't necessarily equal that feeling that we're actually aiming for in in the first place no because when you get to the goal what do you do you set another goal set another goal and then you set another goal but we need to get there how yeah how did you get to that goal did you flog yourself to get there or did you get there in style and and also I think if you yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) if you do it more organically then if something's not working you'll just say it's not working let's just shelve it you know and then just say hey let's just do something else (laughs) whereas if you've got this set in stone (laughs) business plan it can be you know it's like a, a millstone around your neck it's it it can be quite, I think that's what I had before, that kind of feeling. And these days it's right. more like, hey, you know, oh, yeah, Jane wants to do a podcast. Someone wants to do an interview. Oh, look, I'm in timeout. Oh, my God. You know, it's not planned. I didn't plan to have a podcast interview today. I didn't plan to go in 
tie that in, in yeah. January. I didn't plan to. Mm. If I'd have put that on my list, it would have been crazy. I would have felt that I'd failed because I couldn't have naturally got that. It just was an opportunity that landed in my lap and, oh, hey, I'll do it. So, you know, I think that's how I'm trying to work and it seems to be working, which is which is bizarre. Yeah, exactly. Let's run yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, tell us um, where people can find you and okay. all of that so that if they haven't, if they don't really know where okay, you are, I'm, yeah, where I'm, can we connect with you? My, the best places on all my social media channels are listed on my website. So you can just go to the, the, the follow tab and just click on whichever social media channel you like. So I'm on Twitter, but I'm not really active on Twitter, but I'm there. Um I'm on um, Instagram. It's all on Bicker Designs. Um, that's my handle. And also on Facebook, Bicker Designs Jewelry. Um, IP page, which anyone can join. They just have to want to buy something or be int- interested <laughs> in buying something at least or hanging out seeing what I'm doing because I put more sort of fun things on there rather than it's a bit more relaxed. It's a bit more jokey and some of the, the customers are having banter with each other and you know, especially if I do a release and people are getting stuff that other people want. <laughs> They're kind of, mm, oh, no, you got mm, that first. Mm, you know? mm. so it's, it's kind of funny. Bit of healthy yeah, competition in there. Yeah, a bit more, yeah, a bit less business-like there. Um, the, my business side of Facebook is um, Bicker Designs Jewelry, and I'm really mostly loving Instagram. So I'm doing Instagram stories a lot. Um, and also I just lo- love Instagram. I love hanging out there and looking what other people are doing as well. Um, I also have a newsletter. So if anybody wants to, can't be bothered with the social media stuff, I list all the things <laughs> I'm doing on there with links so you can get through to everything and the events or um, sales I'm having. Or I, I do kimono of the month. It's like a pinup, like kimono. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the pattern of the month so um you know if you're interested in kimono or you're interested in japan then sign up mm. um yeah so your vip community do you need to be in japan to join no that, you can be or... anywhere but at the moment shopping is only within japan but you can still join right. um because eventually once my um, website is um shoppable i can create custom um sort of a custom order for you and you can pay that way right so mm-hmm. it will be possible okay so it yeah okay anyone so anyone can join, can join but you, you just have to yeah. request to join and i'll add you yeah 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 i'm in that yeah. group and i love seeing the um the goodies that pop up there and having a bit of a yes. yeah well, a bit of a shop when there's a sale yeah, on or whatever i, I really don't put fun. my sale anywhere mm. else at the moment i just like to give the vips the first dibs on it really um, and mm. if there's like an end of a line, something I'll go here, you know, Hey, this is going cheaper because it's the last one. So there's always, or there might be, there is something slightly wrong with something and I'll say it's cheaper. Um, we, mm-hmm. you know, not noticeable, but just either that, I don't want to throw something in the bin. So, you know, I'd rather someone have it. Not yeah. Nine. Nine. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> through and through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it yeah. works. Yeah. Like, cause it's a fun little community yeah, there's about and 270 yeah. people or something now so it's getting bigger yeah, yeah that's awesome 
Well, it's been great talking Thank to you, you today. And we've had so much fun talking about all kinds of things. Totally not what and I thought we talk about it anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Me neither. And that's yeah, the brilliance that of fun. it. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed finding out more about how you actually, you know, build um you know go through the process of mm-hmm. making things and i'm very interested to see what you do from now on I'll oh be watching. thank you <laughs> so will i because as you know i don't have goals <laughs> that's right exactly. so no, neither of us knows yeah. but um yeah um yeah but you know just heading for that good feeling yeah that's the main thing i think yeah, yeah? absolutely so, <laughs> All right. Well, I hope to talk to you again soon and actually see you in person sometime soon. That's going to work out again. I'm you know, sure. you should come up for the Moriti, right? In December. I think I'm going to have to put that on yeah. my calendar. Yeah. What, what's 15, the date again? 15, December 15th? Yeah. Okay. We'll see I'll, I'll double it. check, but I'm pretty sure it's two days, maybe 15th, 16th or 14th, 15th. I'll check for you, but I'll, and you can maybe put it in the show okay. notes, maybe. Yes, exactly. Yeah, for all those um, people who wanted to yeah. join. <laughs> We've been not cramped we could in style, meet though. <laughs> we could. After you've shopped, yeah, after yeah. you drop, we can have a, yeah. a relaxing meetup somewhere. All right, okay, thanks, thanks, Victoria. So much, it was Jay. great talking to you today. Bye. Bye. So that was me talking to Victoria Close from Biku Designs, a very talented designer and jewellery maker in Tokyo. I hope you enjoyed listening to how she actually goes about sourcing these beautiful kimono that become the necklaces that are so popular in the um, foreign, especially the foreign woman community in Japan. But also these necklaces are being sent all over the world as gifts for friends and family from people who actually live here as well. And my, my mother and sister love wearing their Biku design necklaces. And um, everywhere we go, we get comments about them. So definitely check out her website, uh, Biku Designs. That's B-I-K-U designs.com. Or you can check her out on Instagram as at Biku Designs. And yeah, have, if you want to join that community, check out the community as well. It's lots of um, fun being in there. And also you get first dibs on goodies when they come on sale or um, you know around Christmas and things there's lots of things happening and if you want to check out the Boro Ichi market that uh, Victoria talked about um, it's yeah in the mid of, middle of December in Setagaya so just check out the um, you know the different websites like Best Living Japan I think it is um, you can find out exactly when and where to go for that and yeah I'm put it, putting it in my calendar so hopefully I will make it down for that this year Thanks so much for listening and make sure you share this podcast with your friends so they can find out about more about living life in Japan and yeah, being a business owner, all those things. Um, and thanks as always for listening. Bye.